Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Asen Wasaven. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. What if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant? Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Tucson Essentials on the Female Solutions Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. 
Well, grand rising, everybody. Welcome to Self Self Care, uh, Susan Essentials, um, with our our our, our partners, um, the Female Solution. Um, so I'm so grateful to be able to do this show every single Tuesday morning, and um, I always like to share with people why I do this show. So um, I was um, over medicated. Uh, about 17 to 20 different medications for two decades. And um, prior to that, I was a bodybuilder and a gymnast and I weighed 120 pounds and I bench pressed 185. And I was really, you know, optically, I, I was in, I looked like I was in great shape. However, I was a sugar addict and I had a poor diet, the standard American diet. And so um, complained of pain most of my life and um, really just kind of, made excuses, right? For why I was in pain, why I had a headache or, you know, whatever that symptomology was. Um, and then in 1996, uh, got misdiagnosed, over-medicated. And um, by the time um, my parents both passed 18 months apart in 2013, um, I went on disability because my body could no longer function between the synthetics in my body and the stress that was in my environment. And I made a choice and I'm here to help you make a choice. So um, each week we come uh, here and we come to share with you all the beautiful things that other people are doing to make this world a bigger and brighter place. And with that, I am honored to introduce to you a man that I only recently met, but were kindred spirits. And my husband and I went up to visit his farm in Chickamauga, Georgia. And I really hope that I'm pronouncing that right. And he'll have to let me know when he gets on. His name is Tony Mirandino. He's a brilliant man, a motivated man, and a man with integrity. And he's serving up dinner. Hello. Good morning. And I'm also, good morning, I'm also bringing on my husband, since the three of us got to really uh, experience the goodness that you're bringing to the world. So so thank you for, first of all, thank you for what you're doing. Um, Tony uh, Mirandino is an organic farmer, uh, as one of his lives. <laughs> Which is why we have him here today. But but let's. I want to. Um, Tony, would you do me a favor and uh, share people share with people just a you know briefly um, your background because um, I you know we know you didn't get started in farming um, and and what you do today and you know like that. So let's start there. Um, how far back do you want me to start? <laughs> Well, you know, so uh, you were a football player, right? So, I mean, and I'm wondering, because I honestly don't know the answer. I mean, is that where you started to learn about nutrition? or was um, I would say I did, but I think it wasn't as broken as it is now. So the nutrition was something I learned, uh, but it morphed radically as we sit here today. So uh, I did play football. I got down south for playing football. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a New Yorker, as you can tell by my accent. And um, got here in 1975, went to the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Uh, did a brief two-year stay in the NFL, got cut, and moved right back to Chattanooga. Okay. And then I had the normal uh, business career, or maybe not so normal. At 28, I became an entrepreneur and worked for myself, started a computer company, and that's where I'm sitting today. And uh, about 2011, I hired a young man named Allen, and um, he wanted more, and he became my partner. Now he runs day to day, and I focus on the organic cattle farm, which is what we're alluding to. And um, we realized about 14 years ago, the world and the food had been changing, and we wanted to participate at least at our at our level see if we can make a difference. And 12 years later, we're pretty proud of what we've done and uh, the food, the taste, the medicine, the people who have celebrated that with us. It's uh, been an been a incredible journey. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, it's hard to make me speechless. Let's just put it that way. Right, Andrew? I mean, like, stop talking, right? <laughs> And it's okay. Um, but I, I'm just going to tell you, I was both Andrew and I, um, and I'll let Andrew, Andrew, of course, I want you to speak for yourself. We were just um, uh, in awe of what you've created. And yes, the land is beautiful, but what I'm really, for me, and I'll, I'll have Andrew go next, um, you know, so just to bring everybody into the fold. Um, Last week, Andrew and I drove up to uh, Tony and Julie's farm. Um, Julie is Tony's wife. And, Sweet. Uh, I drove up to uh, Tony. There's a, okay. So hopefully that window's closed. So, um, and the farm is beautiful. The drive up there is beautiful. But what's beautiful is really the energy that has been created by you and your family, right? Um, and by the people that you surround yourself with. And because of that beautiful energy, which is God's energy, um, you're able to produce probably the best tasting meat I've ever had in my entire life. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, and we had the filet yesterday. <laughs> my my tongue and the rest of my body was doing the happy dance <laughs> just say <laughs> andrew how did you feel when you went up there because i i've never seen you so happy so tony's farm uh is it's it's an absolute working farm uh, and he toured, toured us around we'll see a little bit of that uh, this morning um the farm and the machinery and the, the cows and, uh, and his land, but it feels like it's a, it's a retreat. It doesn't, I mean, it's a full working farm, but you go there and you feel like I've gone to an Airbnb because it feels so beautiful. Uh, it's, he's got, uh, in addition to the cattle, he's got uh, some fruit trees, some tomato plants, some different vegetables he's growing mostly for his own use and, and use of, uh, he gives to his friends, but it really seems like an absolute idyllic, uh, farm it doesn't it's not what you, you anticipate with a farming he's going to get a little bit into that because it's not your typical uh cattle farm uh that's that's got uh thousands of cows well 
standing and standing around. I mean, he's he rotates his his cows, he rotates the grass. He'll talk about that today. It's absolutely beautiful, and 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 the product, as Jody said, the product of uh, what his hard work and the cows' hard work uh, is amazing. It is most the most delicious steak I've ever had. That includes steaks you might pay a lot of money for in a restaurant that are aged beef. This is this is on on par with that. So uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit more in a minute. Um, thank you. And so um, since this is a live show. For those who are listening, I want you to know that if you have questions for any of us, uh, for Tony, myself, Andrew, you can call into the show in the in the numbers running across the bottom of the screen. It's 515-605-9325. Now you can just call into that show to the show and just listen. But if you have a question, just press number one and you'll go into the queue and I'll see you. And then I'll announce the first uh, six numbers of your phone so we can bring you on to ask questions or or share your thoughts or, you know, anything like that. Um, and just a warning to those who um, who do call in, we are staying on topic. So <laughs> we sometimes have people call in and, you know, um, radio hack. So, <laughs> um, so Tony. So tell me, so you didn't just wake up one morning and decide, you know, to buy the land. How, how did this happen? Because we didn't really talk about that. And I do have some videos to show of the land and, you know, the footage that we took. But, you know, tell us the, the A to Z that story for us. Sure. So the young man I mentioned early, uh, earlier, who was 18, we started walking the Appalachian Trail together. Uh, they call it section hiking. We do three days, three nights, and, um, maybe walk, depending on the severity of the, of the section we were on, you know, between 14 and 25 miles. And he opened up to me and said that he really wanted more. And he started moving up the ladder uh, proverbially, and I made him president. And then after that, uh, as we kept walking, uh, we, we produced what they call an ESOP, where he would buy up to 50 percent as my exit strategy. And basically, he's better at this than I am, and he's running day to day. And he said, we're partners for life. And so what happened was I needed something to do. I'm not going to sit around and play golf. I had to literally do something. And I think I mentioned my grandfather, my father's father came from Italy, and he always was making wine. Mm. growing things. So I must have been channeling him. I told my wife, we're going to go someplace that I turkey hunted when I was in college. And sure enough, the first farm we saw in Mountain Cove is the one we bought. Wow. And the gentleman was already organic and he had cows and he was downsizing and he had to stay for a year because he was looking for a place. So he taught me everything. Um, and it turned out to be a great relationship. And that's where the genesis of the farm began. We were already moving to organic nutrition was becoming a high spot um, in our lifestyle. So this was just a dovetail to that. Yeah. Um, so that is beautiful. And, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about the importance of nutrition. Um, and, um, and of course, both of you pipe in, right? So without proper nutrition, our brain doesn't function. We don't have the right amount of fat, healthy fats or minerals and so forth. And so if your brain's not functioning at its full potential, and I always focus on brain health, how do we calm the brain? How do we, you know, have it um, processed the way that it needs to? Um, yeah. Then 
you know, the rest of our body doesn't work either. Because, you know, in Tony's world, you're dealing with uh, hardware and software, right? Correct. And computers. And so our, our brain is the computer, right? And it controls everything. And so it's so important to be conscious about what we're putting into our mouth. Um, and I actually, I want to show um, a video that we did while we were out there. And it's, uh, I, this, it's six minutes and we'll probably end up pausing it at some point in between and, and kind of focus in on this, but this is about, you are what they eat. And I think this is the video where we're, you're showing us about the grass and the five to 17 different uh, types of grass that grow um, periodically throughout um, each season, right? So let me just... Um, so one of the things that we, we do besides being sustainable and take care of the dirt and the grass is genetically, we only go after bulls and cows from the Black Angus Society that have markers known as EPD, expected progeny desired, for flavor, marbleization, ribeye size. And what is EPD? Expected, expected progeny desired. Progeny desired. Right. We, if you're in the commercial business, your objective is to get a six-month-old at a certain weight and ship it off to the market and pray to God you get a dollar eighty a pound. It has nothing to do with flavor, desire. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the flavor of the meat in our society is phenomenal. But we're talking about not using corn, not using anything but the grass to we're produce. We're talking about nutrients. Well, yeah, but I'm just I'm, – I'm, yeah. I think what they do for a living is great. I decide to do it differently. So like our bull came from so New Zealand. But then let me be the one to say that. Okay. I don't think what they're okay. doing is great. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I know some great people <laughs> in the rest of the world. You know, they're, they're, it's fine. Point is, we do it both with our dirt and our grass. And we go after desired progeny that have, it's all registered with the Angus Society. And their heritage comes from a non-spray, non-corn environment. Well, that's nice. Foraging. Huge. So the bull that's here. Mm -hmm. comes from New Zealand. Okay. His lineage has never had Monsanto, ever. Thank God. No corn. Now, I don't know if this is to be true, but I've read this a few things times. When a cow that's on normal commercial business, and they can live a long time, but the general consensus between 12 and 13 years, they quit having babies. And if they don't have a baby, there's no longer a need for them, so they ship them to the market. Okay. My bull's running 20, 21 years in his lineage. Wow. It's like driving a car an extra hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, I can't prove that right now. All I know is we are experiencing great um, genetics. Along well, with I mean, so for, here's the thing. It, let's just talk logic. So it makes complete sense to me that if you're feeding um, animals and or people, right, <laughs> healthy foods and taking care and giving them a you know um, a, a a place. Uh, with peace, because it's peaceful out here, um, you're going to live longer. It's just how that works. You live in a stressful environment, you shorten your lifespan. That's not new news. And so we, we know this already. So I'm, I'm fairly certain I don't have to do the research on no. that. Yeah, well, once again, it's, it, it's a touchy conversation, but I just happen to, to do it differently. So most of the animals go to a feedlot. There's mm -hmm. 3,000 animals and 40 acres. They live there for six months. Mm. They're just, that's a lot of animals. In yes, it is. I mean, so I couldn't even imagine. That could be stressful. I, I've never seen one before. All I know is ours literally live out here mm -hmm. and never have a bad day except for one day. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and and even then, I'm sure it's humane. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, because there's a specific way to slaughter uh, animals yeah. in the way that the blood. Um, you mm. want to talk about how the blood? So um, I'm going to pause on that just for the moment. So there's two things. Um, one, we mentioned Monsanto, and two, we mentioned corn. I mean, there's so many things that are mentioned, right? And um, and I'm just going to go down the limb that some people don't know about Monsanto. <laughs> so, um, Tony, do you want to share uh, about Monsanto? Um, well, it's it's not just them. It's herbicides, pesticides, petroleum-based fertilizer. And it's a very easy way to start over again, meaning you, you bring the ground back to ground zero. There's nothing living. And you plant one seed, corn, soybean, uh, rape, which is canola, doesn't matter. And then you have this visual of perfectness. And we like that as human beings. There's no weeds. But if you listen to people like Gabe Brown and Polyface Farms, they've been 20 years doing what we're talking about. They're some of my mentors that it doesn't really matter. What matters is you don't destroy the dirt. You, it, you put multiple grasses out there so they can share underground and it's better for the cows. And that's the, the route I've decided to take. Yeah, because you there's do it differently. problems, lawsuits coming. Um, on the spring, and it's all on our doorstep. Whether it's true or not, I don't know anybody that's been sick from that. All I'm saying is that it's coming, and I might as well. You mentioned the brain. And I think uh, right after that is stomach. Serotonin's created there, our immune system's there, and you all you have to do is see how unfit society is as an overarching percentage in the amount of uh, depression that I think two thirds of America. Is on some kind of depression medicine? Yeah, we have a mental health crisis. Yes, it's it's literally going to be besides our health, our mental health is going to be on the doorstep. I think something was actually produced yesterday discussing this. But the point is, why not just go back to just normal, normal stuff? No chemicals, no pesticides. Uh, I read two thousand good bugs are killed for every one bad bug that's killed when we put pesticides out, and it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it is something about uh, insects. And I was thinking about that uh, this morning because I was seeing somebody come by and, and spray where I live. It's um, people are all worried about the bad bugs. Uh, insects are, are part of the food chain, and they're part of uh, food chain for other animals. Birds being the one that people most normally think of. Uh, when you kill off things in the bottom of the food chain or near the bottom of the food chain, then you're going to have a an effect down the line and as you said it's uh the pesticides are are one thing for the food chain there's certainly another thing for what's going into your body and when people don't understand they figure they're eating good food because it tastes good but much of the food that the, at least the united states uh consumers consume uh is not full of very much nutrients uh and it's, it's not really good for you it doesn't have a whole lot of substance you might uh, feel full and you might taste might taste good, but it hasn't got a whole lot of substance behind it and uh, that if we're talking about just just beef um, You've got uh, The things that you're mentioning Tony that are put into the chemicals that are put into you haven't mentioned growth hormones yet But that's certainly another one that I'm concerned about and people should be concerned about eating uh, is things that are put into a cattle feed uh, to make them grow bigger faster and you don't do that and somebody asked me I was uh, talking about your show with uh, somebody yesterday 
And they said, well, what does he do to, he must be using antibiotics or somebody to keep, keep the, um, the cows healthy. They said, no, it doesn't have to. I and mean, you'll get into to that uh, this morning, but you don't have to do that if you, but you, it does take uh, conscious effort uh, to stay away from the easy answers that most uh, farmers use. Yeah, I want to address what you said. So the, the antibiotic, what I've read, says that 75% of antibiotics in America is fed to our food supply, which mm -hmm. is animal-based. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, the farmers aren't doing that. It's when they get to the feedlots and that we're in the chicken coops. And now you're seeing antibiotic-free chicken houses and things like that. So there's a movement. Uh, haven't seen the percentage used right now, but I know it's a lot in animal husbandry, but I don't think the farmers are doing it. It's the feedlots uh, in my industry, the cattle industry. Food coloring is another thing. So you keep adding all this stuff. So you go to the store and you buy it. It's all marketing. The term Angus is fake. It just means the carcass is 16% black. It doesn't mean it's registered. Grass fed is fake. Organics becoming fake. So the problem is it's marketing and selling and, and chasing money. And it's just getting to a point where it's, there doesn't seem to be any end to it. It's just getting worse and worse. So we've decided to say, wait a second, how should this be done? And when you're a smaller farm, it's easier. But if you have 10,000 acres and you're trying to feed the world, the, the chemicals are definitely the cheapest and easiest way to do it. It's just not the healthiest, my opinion. Well, yeah, we share that opinion. And there's like so many good things that have been mentioned. I don't know where to start. Um, I'm going to start with what Andrew said about, you know, you're feeling full, right? After um, eating these hormone uh, laden products, beef products, right? Or any products, chicken for that matter, pig, whatever. And but how much do you have to eat to feel full, right? And, and you gave us this filet, right? And it's about, well, two actually. But I want to say that it was about uh, maybe two and a half inches high, right? About this big. This. And I had half of it and I was completely full. Right. So you have then, to eat less. That's a, that's a great point. And I started counting my calories and changing my diet a long time ago, 20 plus years. I think I read an article where it said uh, diet by blood type, um, O negative, I'm a universal donor. I do not digest uh, carbohydrates. I give up pizza, bread, waffles, pancakes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna lie to you, somewhere north of 20 years, gave up sodas, Cokes, Sprites, anything with sugar, even orange juice. That's 31 years ago. Yeah, I had to give up orange juice too. Yeah, yes. all, I mean, all that other stuff too. But the yeah, orange so juice. Tony, that's a long time. I've done it, but mine's been really recent. So that's good for you. It yeah, and what happened based on your point about nutrition, I, I read an article, is it takes, I think, 4,000 calories to equal 2,000 calories of 20 years ago. And I don't know the science behind that. I don't even know if that's true. But I'm averaging 1,700 calories a day for the last 11 years, maybe 12 years. And my goal is to eat less than 2,000 calories. Mm. And my, my workout time is probably 80% less than it used to be. And I, I've retained about a five pounds over my high school weight just by eating the right food, eating clean. 
So in, so last night we actually had a filet and we had uh, cauliflower rice and I made it with mushrooms and onions. And I think the, the filet, which is actually two pieces, is each about five ounces each. And I was full and had cauliflower rice, but I felt never stuffed. Right. So we've been doing this since the farm and it's been magical when you eat clean. You're full, you're just not miserable. Or you're not like craving you're bloated, right? Like you don't feel bloated. Um, you don't feel like you need to take a nap. So what's this right. thing? Okay, oh, I feel like someone needs to hear this. If you feel like you need to take a nap after a meal, which is supposed to fuel your energy, there's a problem. That means you're eating the wrong foods either. And if you're um, either it's, you know, not responsibly produced. Okay. Or you have a food sensitivity. So we can. Or you're eating processed food. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're, if we're consuming, I'll never forget a good friend of mine got up to 300 pounds. His doctor said, you're eating 9,000 calories a day. What would you like to do now? And that was stuck in my brain a long time ago, where I went, wow. Right. What would you like to do now? And he didn't even say what kind of calories. He just said calories. And so we're, we're consuming so much more because of the addiction to sugar, the wheat. The wheat. It's just never ending um, what they put in the food to make us consume it. I don't even know. I don't have any proof. I just, it appears sugars and everything is a lot of it. We consume tons of it. So where we get the ups and the downs, it's not good for our stomach. It's not good for us. So yeah, so I, I'm so excited that you brought that up. So here's the thing they are. Um, so uh, I, I'm just going to share here. Um, first of all, you know, it, it's not good for our stomach what they're putting into the foods. It is addictive because they want us to have an addictive. They want us to be addicted to what they're selling on the shelves so that they can sell more. Okay. I mean, just like what they, and I'm not an advocate for, for cigarettes, but um, on any level. Right. Um, but what they put into um, cigarettes, they had chemicals in addition to uh, what is it? That's in it's a uh, nicotine, right? Uh, sorry, I don't need, it's not even in my field. I can't, like, I got to pull that out. <laughs> um, but they put in these other chemicals that make people addicted to whatever it is that they're smoking, drinking, eating, whatever it is. Um, so I'm going to actually, I have the evidence, Tony, because part of my functional food program uh, teaches about, you know, what happened to our food supply and when it happened. So let's go back to the 50s. Um, and think about Dr. Pepper. So when Dr. Pepper was uh, formulated, um, and I forget the guy's name because I don't need to have his name in my memory. Um, they formulated Dr. Pepper to have the exact amount of sugar to have the person drinking it crave more. Not too sweet, not too bitter, the exact formula. But then they took that formula okay and they sold it to all the food manufacturers so that they could also have people crave more food yeah. and, and it's we have evidence we know that this happened this is not a secret 
the bliss point, right, Joe? Yeah, it's called the bliss point. Thank you for the reminder. So now I'm going to say one other thing. So um, I'm going to talk about cup size here for a moment. So breasts, women, listen up. First of all, uh, let me just say this. First of all, if you're wearing a bra, ditch the bra, get a tank top because it's cutting off your lymphatics and it leads to breast cancer. Number two, and I'm just going to show a picture of my body here. I'm not particularly very busty, but uh, today I'm probably a cup size of maybe a C or a D. I was a G. People, I was a G. My boobs walked into the room before I did. Really? Because I had eaten all this food that was laden with hormones that I went from a C cup to a G. Do you, can you imagine what a G looks like? Because I'm going to show you later. <laughs> so if you can't imagine it, and, and so if you're not eating, and, and for men, ma- male boobs, men get boobs because of the hormones in their food. So they're making women and men go to puberty early having boobs the size of Mount Olympus, and then men who shouldn't have boobs have boobs. So this is how this is impacting you today, every single day, just one way. And then as Tony had said, gut health, right? I'm talking brain health, but as Tony knows, and Andrew knows, there's a brain-gut connection. So if you have, if the microbiome in your gut isn't um, healthy or, or which we can get into that, it will affect how you process. It'll affect your emotional well-being. And so when I created this functional food program, I have a huge focus on that because if I can help people, the masses, right, understand the connection between the ba- their brain and their gut, which means what you're putting into your mouth, then... and, and you can have a life filled with joy, peace, and harmony. And at the end of the day, that's what we need. We have a comment. Go ahead. Somebody wants to talk. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> so, and here's Naima. She says, Grand Rising. This is such great information. I'm really interested in organic farming. How long does it take to detoxify soil? that has been full of trash, paper, plastic, food waste, rusty metals, et cetera, in order to grow healthy fruits and vegetables. Who wants to weigh in? Uh, I, I, I know of one area in New Jersey, um, I think it was New Jersey, and what they did is they, they hauled up some wasted orange juice rinds and pits in tractor trailers which is the waste product of orange juice mm-hmm. and this was almost an abandoned um parking lot and this uh, manufacturing area and they spread about four inches of this on top of all of that stuff and four years later basically was a jungle yeah. now is it completely clean i've never done that all i know is this the more you do more you let the dirt live and you don't spray and the more 
minerals and organic fertilizer and seeds you plant, the quicker it'll happen. Yeah, so Tony's Cheers. spot on. Pretty normal. Well, Tony, you shared that you shared with us we were at your farm. If a farm you bought a farm that was already clean, already organic, if you if there's property that's been sprayed, how many years does it take for that soil to uh to get clean? Well, you know, if if you're talking about institutional knowledge, which I'm, I, I need to validate some of the stuff, they say four years. I think if you plant enough seeds and you don't till, and you plant, I'm a big believer in C90, which is a mineral that has all the trace minerals to life, and you put fish water, I use Indian River Organics out of Florida, they're spectacular. And if you do that enough, the more you do, the quicker you have. It's like saying, I want to lose 20 pounds. You do it responsible and you lose all of a sudden 30 pounds in six months. Well, you're healthier quicker. You walk the blood pressure medicine, so on and so forth. It depends on assets and resources and amount of time spent and what you can do. That's all. So I would say if you really are serious and you have resources, in two years, whatever you grow would be radically better than that's out there today. Great. So I want to do a yes and to that, and then we have to go to a quick commercial, and then we'll play some more of the videos. Um, so um, when Andrew and I were living in, in uh, Lake Barrington, Illinois, um, there, there was a pond outside the house, and it didn't look so pretty. And so, uh, I mean, it was a pond that was shared with the neighbor. And so, um, as most people know, I'm a medical intuitive. And so I will channel solutions for people specifically, you know, for them. And I also do that for the land. And so what we, I did is I took a bottle of doTERRA essential oils. I put in the pond one bottle of lemon, which helped with dis, uh, neutralizing and disintegrating all the, the microplastics that were in that pond. Then I took a, a bottle of oregano and I put that in there to kill any viruses that didn't need to be there. Then I put in cilantro, a whole bottle. And I mean, it's a fairly big pond, people. So... <laughs> And the, the cilantro neutralized the heavy metals. And then the last bottle I put in there was copaiba, which just brought peace and harmony and homeostasis to the rest of the, of the, of the, of the water. So we moved, um, I think it was in uh, 2020, and our neighbor then was going to be taking over that pond. And he said, well, what did you do? Because I've never seen the pond look so good. <laughs> So like Tony's saying, um, you know, it's, you really need, I mean, really you're putting back nature into nature, love, love and, and love and, and sweat and tears, right? Uh, into the land so that the land then can give love back to you. And, and it takes a commitment before you go, uh, Joseph. Commercial. What Tony explained Yes, you can do it. As we saw when we were out at his farm, and we'll see in the videos, it takes commitment. You had, it does take work. It's not the easy way out. It's it's the right way, but not the easy way. Yeah, and I think we need to get out of the fast mentality, right? Yeah, right now. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I don't know if you have the video we talked about managing manure. So the question that that guest asked was how long? Well, we manage manure, meaning we feed hay, which is uh, carbon in the same spot. And then the cows eat it and they step on it and they do proverbial bathroom breaks on it. And so they step and mush it up. And in two years, I push it all together in a pile and I spread it out there. It looks like topsoil. There's thousands and thousands of redworms in there. So all of the stuff goes back to the property. Now that doesn't cost money, it costs time. And so the quick fix doesn't exist. No, it really doesn't. And Tony, I do have them. And when I'm finding, because um, I'm going to pull it up on YouTube instead of, um, it's a private video, but I'm going to pull it up on YouTube instead uh, of how I was playing it because I uploaded it to StreamYard. But it doesn't allow me to easily pause and have us present. So I'm just going to do it uh, from a technological way a little differently. Um, and uh, and then here says, uh, Chris says, there's a symbiotic relationship between earth and human. Amen, sister. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to commercial real quick. And then I'm going to show that video, Tony, that you spent time sharing and educating us with. So, um so the first commercial is radio, so we'll be present, and then the other one is video. So let's uh, let's do that. We'll just go here. Um, oh goodness gracious! Here we go. Crime in Chicago continues to increase. Community and politician must come together to make a change. No one person can solve these problems by themselves. But I believe together we can make progress. Let's provide job training, economic growth, and invest into our 77 community. Let's rebuild and restore Chicago. Vote for me for mayor of Chicago. I'm Dr. Willie Wilson, and I approve this message. Paid for by Willie Wilson for mayor. Hi, I'm Jody Susan with Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Susan Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses. And we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Susan Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. Welcome to Quick Click, where customers can buy, share, and earn. Meet Sam. Sam owns an e-commerce business that sells athletic shoes and running gear. Sam wants to increase her sales without increasing marketing spend, so she decides to list her products on Quick Click. On Quick Click, her loyal customers can get paid for sharing her products with their friends. Sam uploads her products to the marketplace, just like she would on Amazon or Shopify. Meet Laura. 
Laura is in the market for a new pair of shoes and comes across Sam's brand on the QuickClick Marketplace. Laura is able to purchase the shoes and check out like she would on any other e-commerce site. After purchasing, Laura receives a unique quick link that she can share with friends to begin earning quick cash. Her friend Jessica opens Laura's quick link on her phone and purchases the pair of shoes. Because Jessica purchases using Laura's quick link, Laura receives quick cash in her account. After purchasing, Jessica can now share her own QuickLink and begin earning quick cash as well. But QuickClick is more than just your typical referral or affiliate platform. QuickClick rewards customers for sales they directly and indirectly influence. So, for every sale Jessica's new QuickLink makes, Laura will earn additional quick cash as well, making the potential for earning exponential. Laura and Jessica can transfer their quick cash balance to their bank account at any time or can even use quick cash to make additional purchases in the app. Meanwhile, Sam can just watch as the sales roll in. Best of all, she doesn't have to worry about costs since she is only spending marketing dollars when actual purchases are made. Start buying, sharing, and earning today at quickclick.com. All right, so we are back. So we have a question, Teddy June. She says, Susan Essentials, I'm curious, is the manure that Tony's, cow, Tony's cows eat organically sourced from the grass-fed cows? Okay, so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna answer your question a little differently. There's nothing sourced. Everything's a full cycle of life. It's my hay from my property, which is organic. Cows eat our hay. Cows use their own poop on top of the hay. The hay and the, and the poop make manure. I let it sit for two years after I turn it, it goes back to the soil. There's nothing sourced. It's all on property. Yeah, so, and guess what I have to share? Watch this. Let me just go here. All right. So now, in this situation, we can all be watching this at the same time. And I'm going to get millet. my parrot while we do this. Oh, sure, I know. Brown yeah. and pearl millet. Okay. If I don't put a cow on there, that'll grow the size of corn with a head on it. And then once it gets a head, it'll go to seed and it won't come back. But if I feed the cows and cut this, that'll grow all the way through the first frost. Wow. But the root top keeps growing to 18 inches, so I'm aerating, mm -hmm. feeding cows, adding nutrition because that has things that the fescue doesn't have, and that has things that the Dallas grass doesn't have. So how many grasses do you have in here? Right now, it's it, I don't know what's dormant and what's not, but there's constantly five to 17 seeds, and the ones that are prolific in not as wet weather and hot weather come up. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. They dominate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you can see, I can see Dallas grass. I can see the millet. I can see some fescue, which is not really dominant right now. And so let me draw a conclusion for someone else who's listening to this. So we have five to 17 different uh, seeds that you're planting that feed the cattle, right? And which means they're nutrient dense, right? Okay, I'm, I'm going to add a little twist to that. Please. The five to 17 have roots and they have an underground network and the underground network yes, <laughs> is sharing. So farmers that put out calcium and potassium and nitrogen no longer have to happen because they're talking to each other. 
Right. So if something has more potassium, they share it. Yes. So as long as you don't till the soil, right. you don't kill the, the underground internet. Well, right. Like ah, the, the, the mushrooms with the, you know, the, the mushroom internet underneath the, yeah. So if you watch that TED talk yeah, yeah, yeah. on mushrooms, yes. I think it's called mitochondria, but don't hold me to that. Yeah. that. But all of that has, this has never been tilled in 14 years. We drill seeds into the ground uh -huh. or spread them on top and pray for rain. And then it just happens on its own. There's nothing that has to happen. Yeah, you went back to basics. Exactly. So I let the dirt, I'm really a dirt farmer. The dirt takes care of the grass, the grass takes care of the cows. Huh. Right. That's right. So this is like the, the, when one of the steers is ready, they sit here by themselves for a day or two. Uh -huh. and this is the, this is the worst. This this is the beginning of the last. They only have one bad day when I take them to the market. Oh gosh. Otherwise, they're just rotating. Got it. Got it. Got it. Twenty-four phenomenal months eating grass, rotating. They have ponds, water. Yeah, and they're relaxing. And can we take a picture of the? Absolutely. Let's walk through because I see one over here, and what I really like is that they're having heat. It's hot. They don't like the heat, so they're just relaxing and rotating. Yeah, and so they're having peace. And so let's just talk about this for a minute. So when a body is under stress, um, anybody's body, cow's body, person's body, um, our body releases cortisol, right? And so if you're consuming meat that uh, has been under stress, you're also consuming the cortisol. Yes. So. Um, it's so important to consume meat if you do, if you choose to consume meat, um, which I do, um, that you consume meat that's uh, responsibly produced. So when I, sorry, don't listen to this, Mr. Cow. So <laughs> when I ate one of its brothers uh, or sisters, um, you know the meat was amazingly delicious. I felt good. And the fat had a taste to it that I, I, I really don't have words to explain. So you should probably just get some. Uh, <laughs> well, but, but historically, tallow mm -hmm. was the fat we used to eat. It's, mm -hmm. it's the beef fat. Yes. And just like with pork lard. Right. We just moved away when they started making Crisco. Because there's no money if you went to your butcher and he gave you the fat to do it yourself. Yeah, we saved the fat. Like yeah. from whenever we cook, but I mean that's what happened. Is it got easy to buy it in a jar uh -huh. or bottle, and they started using uh, seed oils like cotton seed, oh rape seed rape, and canola, which is all yeah. Roundup, Roundup, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So as it became cheaper and affordable, it tastes great. But that's when the food supply started really not really nutrition showing us the nutrients we need inside our food supply. Hmm. Right, and so if you're concerned about your brain health, you want to consume healthy fats, because uh, it's, you know, your brain is 70% fat. Um, so if you're feeding it something that's filled with toxins, um, you're not going to be able to process information or exercise or do whatever, or function at your full potential. It won't be optimal. Um, what else do you want to add to this, Tony? Um, well, just one of the things that we do, we are, we, we redistribute, I don't make any money, a mineral known as C90. It has 72 trace minerals. Mm -hmm. Comes out of the ocean. Wow. And they harvest it, and it's salt. So right. people usually put salt on their weeds to kill them. Oh, I didn't know that. They people put, put salt. Dawn, dawn salt and vinegar. Okay. It's a natural weed killer. 
Okay. Grass I so I actually put mineral in those blue buckets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They eat it and they love it. It, it keeps away um, all kinds of potential health issues with the cows. It keeps them happier with their coat. I put it on the dirt. Yeah, so we, we need mineral. And, and our soil, not this soil, most soil is mineral deficient. And minerals are what make our brain and our body function well. So if you're not um, eating foods that are rich in minerals, um, then you're not getting what you need and you have to turn to more supplementation, which is fine if that works for you. But um, And I had to do that to reclaim my health. Um, and now I'm at a place where I can just eat just my foods and get my minerals from the food. Which is the way it's supposed to be. That's huh? how it's supposed to be. So if I put mineral in the dirt, I'm taking care of the dirt. The dirt takes care of the grass, grass takes care of the cows. Right. How simple is that? Easy. And the cows take care of us. Yeah, the cows take care of us. And I just, could you take a close-up of this? I'm going to get these, uh, these, these over here. Can I take a close-up of them? Yeah. Tell me about that again. Yeah, can you tell us about the managed poop? Okay, so what happens Hi, honey. <laughs> that's female. The, the two white-tailed ones are males. Okay. The um, what do we we put the big thousand-pound rolls of hay out in the same location, and what happens is cows eat about eighty percent of it, and then they step on the us on the rest of it. And mm -hmm. now we're in winter time. Yeah. So as the cow steps on it, it creates an island of a combination of poop and straw. So it actually it becomes a dry bed for them to lay on. Yeah. So especially when it's fresh. Um, hay that they've eaten, they get laid on it, actually keeps them warm. Well, over time, I push it all together, and the carbon, which is the hay, and the nitrogen, which is the poop, creates manure, which is topsoil. So right now, if I took a shovel and I turned it upside down, there'd probably be 50 or 60 redworms per shovel. Wow. Because you can't find worms anymore, because we've sprayed so much, and you know, right, because when I was a kid, we used to have a lot of worms. Pick up any rocky, you can't find them anymore. That's yeah, right. yeah. I was so wondering, this, about so that. and I give this away to my customers that have tomato plants. Um, it's absolutely amazing in the garden, it's game changing. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. So, this is this year's that'll be turned one more time. I have a pile from last year which we're using, so I look. I do it over a year's time. So, it so takes it, a year to I it'll work right now. I like it better, it looks more like soil. Got it. Got it. Most of that straw will be disintegrated. It'll, I'll turn it one more time. It'll look like black or topsoil. Hmm. Zero nice. smell. Right, and and quite frankly, being a you know a horse girl, right. uh, I'm used to the smell. <laughs> and, and, and the horses, the horse poop and rabbit poop, right out of the chute, for lack of a better words, <laughs> are really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't bother me. No, meaning usable in the garden. Okay. Oh. They're, they're easier to use because the way they digest. Yeah, so we used to have a hay farm. And yes. so we had about 40 acres. And so we um, we grew the hay and we used the right. horses to, That's right. yeah, to uh, you know, help it grow. Right. And I and like I said, I mean, I'm, I have uh, a minuscule amount of knowledge about the farming. Yeah. I know what to do with the food once it gets you know, into the kitchen. <laughs> But that's why we're here. We're here to learn. Well, and you can see that pile of poop. It looks like ripples. That's dung beetles. That means it's healthy. Dung beetles do what they're supposed to do. And which is, if you, anybody who's organic sustainable will understand that. So explain a little bit more about just, the dung beetles. Insects are in the manure doing their thing. Oh, right. Laying eggs, you know, 
the ecosystem doing its work. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. all that's all that means. It's working. Yeah, the ecosystem doing its work. And this is a the epitome of what a healthy ecosystem Correct. looks like. Yeah. So everyone should replicate this. Right. Just saying. All right. So Anne, looks like we have uh hold on a second, I'm just gonna do some technology here. So I've got um, a caller on the line and uh, Philip Shannon, and I want to make sure that I am able to pick up the right, oops, speaking about poop, my bird just left me poop. Um, I just need to make sure I, I pick up the right line so we can get Philip in there to talk. Philip is uh, brilliant uh, about this, so let me... Uh, here we go. Okay, so, um, Philip, uh, text me the last four digits that you're calling from because the digits that I have are not showing up on the switchboard. Um, why don't you send me a private text message so I know the last four digits? Or you can put them in the thread, whichever you prefer. Let's see. And meanwhile, let's see what everybody else is saying. So Chris said, I learned on the cow farm, they're curious and love piles of dirt, or in this case, manure. It was like king of the mountain. Uh, uh, Mark Halverson, he says, great work. Thank you, Mark. New friend that we made yesterday. And I wanted to say what... Uh, um, Tony's wife was uh, saying, so she says that um, they don't eat the manure. We use it for the hay fields for a fertilizer and manure contains nitrogen, phosphorus and other nutrients that plants need to grow. And I don't know, Julie, um, we actually are just Facebook friends, but from what I know of Julie from Tony, she's someone you want to know. <laughs> Brilliant mind. Uh, good person, you know, humanitarian. So, Julie, I hope to meet you personally one day soon. So, uh, and then, let's see, and then Vieta, she says, uh, love this information. I have lots of worms in my compost, just need to plant more. So, horse and rabbit poop don't have to be dried before using in the garden, question mark. Uh, but cow poop has to be dried first. Tony, I'll let you take that. Yeah, it, it, the, 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 I think if I'm not mistaken, lamb and rabbit is same day almost. Wow. The horse needs less time than cows. So I don't think I'd, I'd pick up fresh poop. I think I'd let it wait, you know, maybe 90 or so days for horse. But cows, um, I prefer it to be mixed, my preference. Um, is is one and a half to two years. Okay. So I'm going to, first of all, thank you for that. I'm going to take uh, the caller. I'm hoping it's uh, 678580. And I hope this is Philip. So let's bring you on the uh, the line. Welcome to Self Cell Care, uh, Susan Essentials, uh, the female solution. Thank you. It is Philip. Okay. So it's a different phone number. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, I, I forgot that because I have to watch the show and call in a different uh, line that I was, I'm using two cell phones. 
fair enough. I just wanted to make sure I got the right call uh, number for you. So go ahead, uh, yeah. share your knowledge and ask your question. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk about why this is so important uh, for the environment. Um, I, I think most people are aware about, you know, why organic is important and, and how, you know, herbicides and pesticides can, you know, poison plant and animal life. Um, some people may be aware uh, of how poor management of agriculture can run off and create sediments into our streams and waters. But what most people, almost nobody knows about is how important this is for the global climate. Um, and 95% uh, of all of the global climate is driven by water vapor. Water vapor is actually the most prevalent uh, greenhouse gas that there is. Um, carbon dioxide is only 4% uh, impact. And we've known about this, climatologists have known about this since the 1950s, um, but they didn't focus on it because water vapor is so abundant and it's so variable that they can't model it very well. Um, so they just kind of laid it aside and said, well, we can't do anything about it. Um, but there's a brilliant uh, climatologist in Australia named Walter uh, Jen, and he is putting forth um, uh, videos and teachings about uh, how we can actually impact this now. We do have the technology. It requires a coalition. It requires people working together. Um, it requires a multi-pronged approach um, in order to tackle this but it would really be the most effective uh, approach that we have. Um, why agriculture is so important is that 50% of the land on this planet is currently in agricultural use. Wow. And uh, modern factory farming and modern ranching techniques have just hammered the land. They have depleted the, the topsoil um, and uh, they've made it so the, so the water the, the, the water and the water vapor can't fully penetrate into the soil. Um, so that is, that is a sink for all of that water vapor that is really important that, um, that we've largely lost. And um, I have uh, one of my spiritual teachers who referred me to the, this climatologist is uh, putting together a nonprofit trying to get together a coalition of people that work in the field, um, uh, financial backers uh, to get this off the ground, uh, to actually make this happen. And it's a multi-pronged approach. Um, there's five different uh, subdivisions, the land trust, the ranch trust, the tree trust, the bank trust, and the food trust. And we're gonna need uh, people that are uh, knowledgeable in these areas to lead up these, these, different, um, these different components. Uh, the other thing about topsoil is, uh, Topsoil is the living part of the soil, um, and it's loose. You know, it allows the water to percolate in, into it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very pleased with what I've heard today about how you manage your property, um, how, how you are increasing the topsoil with how you're using the manure, how you are managing the, the grasses um, on, your, on your site. Um, so... I want to thank you for that. Um, I would love to send you some information about this uh, proposal uh, if you would like to read more about it. 
Um, and I'd love to hear if you have any other comments about how you manage your soil on your site. Um, Philip, that's all good stuff. I appreciate that. I do want to, yes, I'm interested in the information you shared. I do know a little bit about it. Uh, what I do know more about that I haven't explored yet because I'm just experimenting with the C90 is biochar. So back to what you said, I, I think the Middle East, excuse me, the mid, mid, Middle America is about a, a foot and a half into its hard pan, no more topsoil. I think that's correct. And I've read biochar, which basically is lump coal that's organic, meaning it's just regular wood, no you know, pressure treated, nothing like that, real wood that's been burnt. And supposedly the Mayan empire used to use this. They found it in their gardens and it's supposed to be the greatest nitrogen absorber uh, period. So it's great for the soil, great for the grass, great for the cows. And it does allow us to participate in making the environment better, very affordably, uh, if you participate. So I'd like to know more about if you know about biochar as well as what you said. Yes, yeah, um, biochar is, is part of the plan. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, we, we really um, uh, want to get get uh, conventional farmers to convert their land um, and to put the, these particular um, uh, ways to not only create better, cleaner uh, agricultural products, but also to restore the land so that it, it can function the way it's supposed to to help our global climate. Perfect. So we're on the same page, brother. Yep. So I have a question about the water vapor, the greenhouse gas, and now the the vapors because of what the conventional farmers have done, um, the vapor's not able to get into the soil. Can you second grade me on that, please? Yes, yes. Um, so uh, naturally, the, the, the water vapor is supposed to be able to penetrate the soil and, um, you know, it, it will it will solidify once it gets in the soil, you know, it cools off and it turns into liquid water. Um, you know, it also replenishes our aquifers. Um, and, you know, um, you, you probably heard about the dust bowl um, and that was created by conventional farming practices that depleted the water and made and created this hard pan and uh, depleted the topsoil so the water couldn't couldn't penetrate in um, and um, you know it's, it's kind of like it's a snowball effect because um, the more you deplete the topsoil the more dependent that you become on these um, you know uh, uh, fertilizers that you know come from petroleum products in order to make your plants grow because you don't have the natural materials to allow your plants to grow the, the way that they should. And the more you do that, the more you deplete the soil and it's a vicious cycle. And that's part of this too, is that there's, you know, uh, we're only gonna be able to do this for so long, you know, um, uh, eventually the, the dam's gonna break and, you know, we're gonna not have enough food because the land can't produce what it's supposed to. Hey, Philip, this uh, Tony here. Uh, I want to I want to add one more what I call um, action item that doesn't require high investment. Because I plant so many seeds, warm grass, cool grasses, all the energy when it starts reproducing 
it has a seed head. Well, I'm not really looking for it to reproduce itself. So I mow right after I rotate the cows. And all of that energy then goes back to the root, which makes the root stronger. Mm-hmm. What I create with the bush hogging or mowing is I create what they call a thatch. I got that from Gabe Brown. And I create a carpet on top of the soil, which is green organic matter, which does what? Everything you just said absorbs the water. It, it, it keeps erosion away. It forms more topsoil. And once again, it allows the water to be absorbed. And it doesn't have bare spots in the heat. And it's more drought resistant. Once again, more affordable right now to change our behavior than waiting for this next thing to happen. Uh, the little the little steps that we can control, I believe, are right now. We don't have to wait. Does that make sense, Philip? Oh, absolutely. Um, and just to piggyback on what you said, um, there's a principle in, in ecology <laughs> that it's always much easier and more affordable to prevent problems than it is to fix a problem uh, in the environment after it's already happened. Um, so the more that that we can that we can do to um, to take these these small steps to change now, the more it's going to pay off in the long run. Um, you know, to prevent having to do more more larger, more costly. Um, some solutions to turn back the clock. Yeah, we, it's difficult for us to change our belief systems, especially farmers that have been doing it second and third generation. It's just becomes a habit. And I, I don't blame, I understand, but I just know it's time to maybe open up our minds a little bit and take baby steps. They don't have to be drastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. It's There has to be a mindset change, but I, I want to really focus on one thing you just said. We can't blame people. We can't do blame and shame because it will shut down the person and uh, not allow them to be or hear what your message anyway, as soon as you go into that blame and shame. So we just have to gently lead and everybody here is leading. That's beautiful. Great. So, um, so we have to go to a quick commercial um and philip i'm going to keep you on the line i know you've got like uh, a call in six minutes but let me just go to a quick commercial and uh if there's anything else you want to add beforehand uh, or after the commercial we'll, we'll do that okay okay all right so our kids know the future and should not be left behind one person should not decide what is the best for our 77 communities. Politicians must work together for our kids' best interests. They deserve a safe education with resources that meet every student need. Let's rebuild and restore Chicago. Vote for me for mayor of Chicago. I'm Dr. Willie Wilson, and I approve this message. Paid for by Willie Wilson for mayor. With the Place of Peace pop-up from Susan Essentials, you are able to increase productivity, mental acuity, leaving you with higher energy and peace in just 20 minutes. We pop up at our office or yours. With a simple blood test and food plan, Susan Essentials will help your business, your family, and you eliminate toxins and create a step-by-step plan to nourish your mind, body, and spirit. Click here to learn more. 
Okay, we are quick on those commercials. We did the 16 second one. Because <laughs> it's more fun. It's more fun chatting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, Andrew, do you have anything you want to share or any questions that you have? Well, I'm, I'm glad that Philip called in. Um, Tony, Philip uh, works uh, primarily actually in wetlands. He's a real expert, spent his career uh, in this. And so to be able to have an expert on the line uh, applauding what you're doing. My question is, when you talk about the small changes that are relatively inexpensive, is it reasonable to think that if we that that kind of change could happen with the large producers, Tony? Is that something that they would accept if, if, if given that option? You, you know, I, I don't have experience with large. Um, I don't know. Uh, all I know is we have 115 acres or so. I don't know how much of that's pasture, probably at least 80. And basically, I do this by myself. So if they have a staff, their equipment's bigger than mine. Um, I think they would produce more. It'd be healthier. We would need less food. Most people always say the reason we don't change is we have to feed the world. And I say, that's interesting. We throw away 30% of our food every day. So is that really true? I, I don't have any proof. Can it happen? I truly believe there. I think Gabe Brown has 2,500 acres. Turned his wife's, I guess his wife's family's farm, maybe it's his family, um, organic in 2002. He has pictures of his groundwater, has pictures of his topsoil. I think he's got 500 head of cow and he row crops. So it's it's doable. I think Polyface Farms, all these guys are the, are the, are the backbone of what we're talking about, have sizable properties. Well, I think it's doable. It just requires a mindset. Great. So, um, Andrew, um, I'll say that um, part of this this plan is to actually um, raise the money um, and buy out some of these uh, these lands that large uh, conventional producers are using right now, and then and then flip them. You know, uh, get um, people to come in that are interested in in. Uh, having their own, you know, small plot, plot of land to manage and divvying it up and teaching them how to do that. Um, and I, I think that some of this will be proof of concept, you know, that that um, the uh, business doesn't really care so much about the environment, even though they should. They care about the bottom line. And so if, if we can show that this is this is feasible and it actually uh produces equal or better um to what you're currently doing um then it'll help change minds and, and change the paradigm in the industry yeah. it, it has to start with the tribe yeah yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt and um I'm, I, are you familiar with csa philip yeah yeah that's that's a growing organization which is very small in nature um, it's really doing great. And uh, I have a desire to do a, a tiny microcosm of what you're talking about. Um, if I if I retire from the computer business, uh, that sets on my doorstep to do it as a small uh, test. And so this is near and dear to my heart as well. Well, guys, um, I, I, will, I, I, I will send some information through Jody to send to you. Does that work? Sure does, yes. I'm okay. so excited. Great. First of all, Philip, and I know you need to go, but 
I had no idea what the end goal was on this because we just touched briefly about it at the farmer's market the other day. Um, I have chills all over my body with excitement. <laughs> like, let's get the party started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when my when my spiritual teacher told me about this project and sent me the information, you know, I I just immediately got this big profound yes to it. I want to be part of this. I want to really dive in. This is kind of what I meant to do. Um, so I'm super excited about it, and I want to share the enthusiasm with others. And I'm glad to meet other people that are excited uh, about, you know, how the role. Uh, managing our lands and healthy environment. Yeah, let's get you both on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, let's spread the word, man. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Love you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Bye. You know, um, uh, Philip and I and Andrew, we met in April, end of April 30th at this wellness fair and just became good friends quickly because he's a bright light, as you can see, Tony. So, so there's something I want to bring up that I've been taking notes over here as everyone speaks, so we can at least complete their sentence, right? You talked about uh, corn at one point, how the um, your livestock are not fed corn, correct? Yeah, and, and livestock can eat corn. I am not arguing that. It's the amount of corn. It's the kind of corn. I think if you let a cow and most any animal out in a cornfield, they would eat it. It's just the seams that they're just, they're not matching their grass and their grass consumption and corn consumption in balance. And since I don't know what the corn is that I would be buying, I prefer not to use it. And so, as you both can tell, there's marbleization. There's flavor. Yeah. It's decadent, right? You mentioned early, Andrew, you're not sacrificing one single thing, are you? So why would I put the expense in feeding when I'd rather do what Philip was talking about, take care of the dirt, take care of the soil, take care of the grass, make it drought resistant, don't leave the bugs alone, let it do in a natural state what it's supposed to do. What am I sacrificing? I don't spend the money. I do spend my time. And it all seems to work. There's a rhythm to it. So that's why I don't do it. It has nothing to do with can they eat corn? Of course they can. You know, most animals will eat it. But we just seem to be overfeeding it. It's oversprayed. It, it's, it's overfertilized. And that's my personal opinion why I don't do it. So thank you for sharing that. And I want to add to this. So corn is technically classified as a grass. That's right. So when you're, this is why it's so important to understand the farmers that you're purchasing your produce from. Because they can say it's grass finished. It's grass-fed, grass-finished, and they've had Monsanto corn the entire time. Yeah, these are marketing terms that everybody's allowed to say. They they change the definitions for the for the people to spend money on advertising, spend money on whatever they think is important. Like right now, you're not allowed to classify the meat 
by country. That sounds weird to me. Why? I, I think it's because they want to have a global world, I guess. I don't know. So I, I think little, tribal, small is where we're moving because we can trust each other. Not I... that what the other person is doing is maybe it is evil, but I, I'm not a fan. I want to know everybody I'm doing business with. See, see, that's how I've been all my life. I only do business with people I know, like, and trust. Right. And when I've ever ventured out of that, I've had a problem. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, well, with technology, it's making it easier not to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. and Tony, you, you mentioned when we were with you that uh, you have Angus, and you can use the word Angus if what, half your cow is black, or what is that? I, I think the term, from what I read this years ago, is if the animal that was harvested in commercial has a carcass that's 60% black, they're allowed to consider it Angus. Crazy. Well, that's one of the best breeds around, but now you can use the term on your meat without spending the time getting it registered, the genetics, because that costs money. So our cows are all registered with the Angus Society. Black Angus. Because we're all missing black. We happen to like black Angus better. And there is something very, uh, we may be able to show it on one of the videos, Jody. Uh, and this is, we're talking about uh, sustainability and farming practices with Philip and, and earlier on. Um, but something that, as a consumer, I'm interested in the striation, the, 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 what you've got, what your meat looks like. Well, it's funny. I just brought it up because you know, we're just people, thinking people, of it. I, I had no idea that your, um, the, the cattle, the, the breeding that you have, the uh, the strict uh, lineage that you have, is why the the meat ends up having the striations, the, the fat striations that, that it has. We're going to listen to it right here. We're actually going to see it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within Tony's uh, workshop here. And I'm, I'm going to... And he's in his freezer with all of his, uh, some of his meat here. He's going to talk to us a little bit about what makes his meat different than the stuff you just buy from the store. Okay, so th this is a shank. If you're Italian, there's a famous dish called Ossabuca. Mm -hmm. Right, they right. They use a veal shank, but our meat has the exact type of flavor and texture, so you can make Ossabuca. So, and, and you can see, genetically, there's marbleization in what is known as a peasant cut. Nobody usually eats this because it requires cooking, long process. But this is some filet mignon. What I was explaining is the genetic markers of marbleization through genetics and breeding properly create this. Now, there's no corn in this. If this animal had corn, this fat would be as fat as that. But it would also be on the outside of the meat? Yes. It would not be, on the inside. If they didn't have the marker. Right. Now, everybody has some marbleization. We're looking to increase marbleization through genetic breeding. Brilliant. Not anything else. Flavor marbleization and medicine medicine meaning no chemicals no corn uh no stress that kind of life and we think the, the registered black angus breed in america is the best one to do that wow that's amazing and so why is having the fat going through the meat so important it's flavor and it's also we're supposed to eat fat of course if you listen to today's you know medical advice they don't want us to eat the fat that's commercially produced because of what I just said, it's, it's full of chemicals. So Absolutely. as you get over 50 or 60, quit eating red meat, you've heard that a million times. Yeah. Or quit eating the USDA meat that you recommended. Yeah, the conventional. The conventional. This is lifelong, it's actually healthy, it's medicine. 
I'll argue with anybody that bone broth will actually cure most of the people that I give the Chinese doctors and the chiropractors that want it are curing patients with the bone broth. Oh, absolutely. So, so what you don't know about my health journey is I studied gut health the very first thing when I got disabled. And so I used bone broth um, and I created different recipes for bone broth because it heals. So when we have a leaky gut, um, there's little pinholes that go through our intestinal tract, right? And so when you eat food, the food doesn't go down your intestinal tract and you poop it out. Instead, it goes through those little- Some of it leaks. It leaks into the bloodstream, right? right? Causing inflammation. Which is an immune issue. Leaky gut's an immune issue. Right. And I actually have a story that a young man was in an accident. He didn't have any, he had trauma and the trauma caused a leaky gut. He went from 200 pounds at 18 years old to 134, four medicines. The parents called me up, we knew each other. They started making ice cube trays out of the bone broth that we gave them. And the kid put an ice cube of bone broth in a coffee cup, put hot water and drank it every day. 60 days later, 175, no medicine. Jeez. Well, and here's the thing. There's food as medicine right there in action. Food heals, right? And when you start putting synthetics in your body, it will destroy your body from the inside out. So you can either destroy your body from the inside out or heal it from the inside That's out. That's right. So... Um, yeah, what else are you going to show us? Oh, okay. This, this, this bacon. The jowl bacon? Is this? <laughs> this this is not the one Polly was <laughs> This bacon is amazing. The pig is the worst produced animal in the world. It's in a cage for six months. It gets to 375 pounds. It hot hangs at about 325. And we get we, we, we pasture-raise ours. And these are Italian pigs, large black heritage that make prosciutto di parma. And the lard, which is the fat, is almost baby powder white. The food is decadent. And this bacon will become an addiction. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, um, so we used to work with a farmer out in Illinois where we lived, and actually a good friend of um, Karen Kelly's, who um, is a good girlfriend of mine, who connected us to Chris, who connected to you. So, anyways, that farmer had jowl bacon, and the bacon, and I can't remember if it's D or D three that the bacon fat has. Do you recall? I just or... know it's a chemical. I don't know the actual. Okay, so it's I, I believe. It's D3. So so if you're having depression, right? Uh, sorry. Eat bacon. No chemicals, no corn, pasture raised, no stress. Right. One bad day. And and I bake this on a cookie sheet because there's no corn, there's no fat. It's 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 clear. So yeah. I, I flip it after eight or ten minutes. And I just, I just take a paper towel and take the water off of it, the, the liquid, mm -hmm. and do it again. Because if you fry it, it just goes too quick. Yeah, so now there's another thing that we do, and I don't know what you think, but what we like to do is we whatever fat that comes out, we save that fat and, and we should. cook with it. That's, cook with that's it. the lard. Mm -hmm. That's what I refer to. That's what, that used to be on my grandmother's stovetop, all of that stuff. We agree. This yeah, is the kind yeah, of stuff yeah. to do that. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. So if you want to reclaim your health, do that. All right, so let me uh, stop the screen share there. Now, I want to share one other thing because, you know, great to tell people to make bone broth. However, how I like to operate is make sure that you know how to make it. So I'm not going to tell you to eat bone broth or make bone broth without providing the recipe. So it's on my website, and um, their link is in the thread. And I will just say that one of the things that I've done with the bone broth 
uh, one of the versions is I add um, some pork bones in there, like with the beef or the chicken bones. And the pork bone um, really adds a very creamy flavor to it. And then the key thing, and everybody, if you're if you're distracted, listen up now. You want to add two to three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar because that's what's going to pull the collagen and the nutrients out of the bone that's actually going to heal your gut. Anything you want to add to that, Tony? Nope. I just think everybody has a recipe. Foundationally, just use clean, non-chemical, non-corn-based bones and free range, and you're going to do great. Yeah, and, the, yeah, and everybody... You can take my recipe and modify it for sure, but what you can't modify is the apple cider vinegar because that's the chemical reaction that pulls and makes it, you know, gives your body what it needs. Andrew, sorry, go ahead. Just that um, people who understand um, the importance of uh, bone broth absolutely have a recipe. I think I would argue that most people don't know the importance of it, don't understand leaky gut, what that means, and that so many people have it. Uh, if you've had antibiotics, you've got a leaky gut. If you, there's there's a number of things that Jody could share uh, that what causes leaky gut, small holes in your intestine, so your food's digested, goes to your intestines, and then as we said uh, in the video, small they're very, very small holes, so it's not as if you have a, a cut in the, and it's, it's pouring in, but over time, it's leaking into the, into the middle of your body, which you don't want, that causes inflammation and, and potentially disease. Uh, so because it's such a wide spread, spread problem with uh, across the United States and probably maybe some of the other parts of the world of leaky gut, people should be aware of, of that and easy ways to modify that. And bone broth is one easy way. It doesn't, you make it, you can batch cook it as Joey does, put some in the freezer, pull it out. Tony mentioned uh, ice cube tray. That's a good option too. Uh, it's easy to do. It tastes good, and uh, it's a it's a good accompaniment for your meal. Yes, and I'll add to that. One of the things that I like to do, and I don't practice this as often anymore because I don't, uh, you know, I have a healthy gut. So, but if you don't have a healthy gut, you can make this. You may not even have to put it in the freezer because every before every meal, you have a little demi cup of of bone broth, and you just drink that down. And then it's helping uh, line that intestinal tract and plugging up those those holes with that collagen. And then you eat after that. So you have something you want to say, Tony? Go for that. No, no. It just I think once once you have the underlining underlying products, the bones, the meat, the vegetables, and everything's clean, you're basically ninety percent home. The rest of it's choice. It totally is. And so I want to actually expand upon that because I got my original recipe from Dr. Josh X.com. Uh, he's a, a functional medicine doctor. And um, as I mentioned in one of the videos, and I'm not sure that we're going to get to all the videos we have today, but I had 135 different food sensitivities. And so most of that was vegetables. And so uh, so I actually lost my weight eating meat. However, his recipe called for things like celery. Well, I was, I, that was a severe 
uh, allergic or sensitivity for me, meaning if I ate celery, it would cause severe inflammation. So what I want to tell you is do you do what's good for you. This is my recipe. Modify it to serve your, your body, your soul. This is just a guide. All my recipes are a guide. You have to modify it for you. You really can't make that big of a mistake in the kitchen. So give yourself grace and have some creativity and fun. Right? Anybody? Okay. Makes sense. All right. Going to go to commercial real quick. Got the uh, last one here for blog talk. Uh, what? Oh, here we go. Tax are higher than ever. Every day, thousands of our residents leave Chicago to shop in Indiana. Jobs are being lost and businesses are relocating. Let's find a way to lower our taxes to encourage residents to continue living and shopping in our city. Let's rebuild. Let's restore Chicago. Vote for me, for mayor of the city of Chicago, and I will work hard to find solutions that matter. I'm Dr. Willie Wilson, and I approve this message. Paid for by Willie Wilson for mayor. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Okay, so I'm going to pivot this conversation. Uh, Tony, Andrew, this is something we have not talked about. Actually, Andrew, you and I may have. But this is critical. So people, listen up. We're going to talk about your food supply and electromagnetic frequencies. Okay? And I'm going to draw this picture for you. First of all, uh, I had interviewed the CEO of Altera, who is a, uh, they create neutralizers for the home, the car, um, for your phones, uh, you know, for the ones that we wear around our neck. Okay. Um, and, you know, EMF actually, you know, changes your DNA and we have EMF. It's more than just 5G, right? It's your microwave if you're using one. We use our microwave, by the way, every single day. That's right. We store our dish towels there and we unplug it. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Number two, it's also your hair dryer. That's one of the biggest uh, uh, emitters of EMF. So it's not just your phone. So I want to take out that the phone is the most evil uh, distributor of your EMF. It's not. Okay. Your refrigerator. So the thing is, Unfortunately, we are using something to help us keep our food cool, to dry our hair, to have lights on in the house. And so 
it's not going away. So you have to uh, find a way to neutralize it, not block it. So, you know, Tony, you were on the football field and I don't know what position you played. And quite frankly, I wouldn't understand it anyway, because I just don't understand football. But I do know that people block on the field, right? Is that true? Yeah. So you're blocking on the field, just like EMF. If you block EMF, it comes at you harder. Boom. If you neutralize EMF, it disperses it so it doesn't harm the DNA. Why am I telling everybody this relative to what you do? Oh, I'm going to show a video, actually. But what I'm going to tell you first. First is that when the food travels along the highway, okay, it's getting exposed to all the EMF, unless you have something in the truck or your car that's neutralizing it on the way. So an EMF neutralizer. Now, let's say that's not even the worst offender. You get to the grocery store where the EMF, EMF is supposed to be at a 0.01. Andrew and I did a film because we used our, our tri-field meter and it's at a 50 at the grocery store because they're inserting the 5G into all the light bulbs in the parking lot and in the store. So now we're actually manipulating the food genetically using these frequencies. So that makes your food not so good at the store, which is why I'm driving people to the farmers. And nothing's perfect, but it's certainly better than that. So I'm gonna, Andrew, you wanna talk about this while I pull up the video sure. that you and I did? Okay. Sure, well, so people, many people have heard about the, the dangers of electromagnetic fields or electromagnetic frequencies. Uh, and that's, uh, it's, a, I, I know it's a real danger. Uh, and we've, we've got, uh, videos on our uh, site. Of, if you looked at YouTube at Susan Essentials, uh, YouTube channel, you'll see a video of, uh, even see we talk about talk, talking on the phone, not be a huge, huge, biggest contributor, but it's, a it's an example of talking on the phone or, or taking a blood sample, looking in the microscope and the red blood cells are evenly dispersed talking on a cell phone these get come together they even change shape the red blood cells change shape you put one of the neutralizers on the back of a phone and and talk on it and then take a blood sample up to that it's dispersed again it's evidence right there you can see it uh, clearly in, in a lab being done uh it's it's a real danger and when we were actually quite shocked uh when we went to view the, the grocery store and how bad it is in the parking lot in the grocery store and that's where we go back to one more benefit is if you needed one more benefit of finding your local farmer uh and, and for both meat and produce that's another one of emf exposure we were out in tony's farm and and he's it's pristine and uh there's not uh, the emf danger is it's negligible if at all out there so well, it's uh, one more benefit from finding your local farmer yeah, and then what I want to add to that is now I want to make a connection to your brain health, okay? So if you're eating conventional food and you've got these heavy metals in your body because of what you're eating, and then you've got all this electromagnetic magnetic frequencies, guess what's being controlled? Your brain. So I'm going to 
this is the president of Altera. His name is Jim Elvridge. And we're actually watching together a video that Andrew and I did. Yeah. Uh, so it went all the way up to 15. Now there's 10, a quarter, four and a half. 5.9. Yeah. Go back to that part, please, because that's where it was at 15. There you go. It's going right back up again. Wow. Okay. And we're by these lights. The lights are up, right? Okay. We'll walk a little closer Let's to the walk, store. Yeah, we'll walk closer to the store. Here we go. Jeez. So this is why I'm doing what I do. Okay. Because I want to make sure that people are protected wherever they go. So you need to have. Uh, let me catch that because I can't. Oops. Hold on a second. We're losing. I can't see this so well. Okay. Wow. Look at that. So I'm going to cut this off here and we'll come back. But people need to be protected where they go from the electromagnetic field. Look at that. Holy Toledo Batman. Holy Toledo Batman. That is, uh, that is insane. Those are insane levels. Well, so what happened, um, they, so Andrew and I were getting these like badass fights every time we went to the jewel. <laughs> you know why? I looked up. There's all these like 5G uh, towers that just went up. Yeah. Like, why are we fighting every time we go to the grocery store? I know, right? Well, most of those lights, you know, people don't realize that most most of those um, most of those street lamps are five G now. Oh. They're actually four G towers. Did not. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's that's part of that's one way that they you know they they come up with new innovative ways on how to mask everything. But yeah, a lot of those a lot of those new LED lights that they're putting up are actually five G um, towers. You know, you're by the car. People don't realize, you know, cars um, put off a lot of EMF as well. Talk about that while I get the other video, which is uh, your blood microphone. Well, yeah, I mean, it, any of your, especially any of your newer cars, but even older cars. I mean, just, you know, people don't under, people, you know, every, you know, everybody's on this 5G thing, which is, you know, it is, it's dangerous. There's 5G, but they don't consider the fact that, you know, EMFs, you know, EMF is a byproduct of electricity, no matter how you, no matter what. Electricity puts off EMF radiation. There's no way around that. Um, and so it's not just this, it's not just mobile radiation. It's not just, you know, the radio waves that we're, that we're dealing with. Those are just added to the mix. Those are just added to the insanity of everything. Um, but, you know, in your home, in your car, all your electronics and now especially most cars are smart cars or you know they they they're equipped with you know wi-fi that's always on um and you know now they're you know of course with the 5g and everything but not yeah your car you know a lot of times you're going to get you know especially i talk to a lot of people and they are more symptomatic in their cars you know and they want you know and it's like well yeah because you're sitting inside of a freaking emf box so they're sitting inside of an EMF box. So when your food is traveling, you know, <laughs> across, let me tie this up for you guys. When your food is traveling on the highway, you're not going, or or from state to state to state to state, um, you're just, you're damaging the food. So buy local. 
So let's just see what he has to say the rest. Yeah, you know, and you have glass windows all around you. So now you have just EMFs just bouncing around, you know. Um, and, you know, and that's the thing, which I don't want to get, I know we talked about this last time, but, you know, there there are things that do block EMF radiation. The only problem is, um, you, yeah, when you block, you know, when you block EMF radiation, either it's going to bounce and when you just like anything, when it bounces, it actually gets, it, it's more aggressive. It gets harder. Um, or if you're blocking it and you're in a small space, that's when it begins to heat up. You know, when radiation, if you, when you stop radiation, what does it do? It heats up because there's nowhere to go. So then it heats up. So it actually becomes more dangerous, you know? And so, um, you know, and especially anything out there that says that they, you know, block, remove, absorb EMF radiation. Well, yeah, there are things that block it, but if, if, if there's products out there claiming that they, that they remove it or they, you know, um, it, that's, I call BS on it every time, you know, because, you know, if that were the case then your electronics literally wouldn't be working if at all. Okay. Peanut gallery, thoughts? <laughs> Did I just wake up with the world just now about what's going on with your food supply? And right, that that was the as the same uh, the video. You didn't take it to the next frames, which shows the uh, the blood that microscope right there where you did the blood draw. But it's uh, it's pretty impactful, and if people want to see the actual videos, they can go to the Susan Essentials on YouTube site and see that. Yeah, I'll actually put that in the thread, but, or let's just, do, do people, do you want to see that, Tony? Um, yeah, and my comment, it goes back to belief systems. Yeah. We can't even get people to leave the soil alone. And now this is the apex of real change over time and it all matters. And I prefer to start where you can control it. Like take off your your Apple Watch, you know, shut off your your Wi-Fi at night, you know, get put the phone not near your bed, whatever. Those are the little things. But fix your food first, fix your health, get outside, get out of your house, be outside in nature. I think if we can focus on that, the rest of it all may take care of itself. Yeah, Tony, that's that's so true. When we're talking, there are lots of. Uh... One of the things that Tony's company does, uh, it doesn't, well, I won't, I won't get into the company, but if you're looking at, at the hardware and the software, one of the things that, uh, that we're all worried about on our computer systems is attacks from viruses, right? And attacks from outside predators. The body is the same way. We have outside predators coming towards us and we need to defend ourselves. EMF, you can have protections from EMF. Uh, you can take, um, you can keep yourself isolated. Some people keep themselves isolated to be safe. The body is a master healing machine. If we give the body what it needs, nutrients and the good nutrition it needs to fuel itself, the body will do a job, as you say, Tony. Uh, that's that's the core. That's the base level. The body, our bodies will heal themselves if we get within what we need. So it starts with that. It starts with nutrition. And uh, that's one of the key reasons I think Tony and his wife got into that business. Correct. So let me... Uh... This is uh, 2 minutes and 41 seconds. Let's Hi, this is Norm Johnson. I'm here at the Altera headquarters. We're doing a little testing with the neutralizer. Just got to look at my blood before, during, and after a phone call with and without the uh, neutralizer. And it's uh, pretty scary stuff. It's uh, when you're able to witness this in person, um, it really makes an impact.
So it says in November 2016 at Altera headquarters, a simple lead uh, blood test shows one of the ways that the neutralizer protects the body. First, a blood sample was taken while Norm was talking on a cell phone. Tinkerbell says hello, by the way. And you can see that the blood taken while on the cell phone is not really healthy. It's deformed. It's clumping. It's not really active. And uh, they're deformed. And then the second sample uh, is taken. Still, he's on the phone, but it has a neutralizer in it for two minutes. <coughs> okay, so this is couple minutes after talking on the phone with the neutralizer. That's beautiful. So now they're... That's a great they're, shot. They're, that's they're good playing. looking blood. It's like perfect. So it's just, you know, a simple blood test. But the thing is, is that it's also a simple solution. You, It's a it's a USB that goes into the truck or the car um, for your food supply. So one of the things I want to start doing with the farmers is as they're going to market, is you get them to put the neutralizer in the car. Right, so we're protecting we're protecting the investment not only of their their meat, but of our, of our people, right? So in our land, because I don't think that five G is going away. Do you think it's going away, Tony? No, yeah, but I'll go back to my original statement. Um, you know, change if if the if the government, which they're wonderful at enforcing things, makes every trucker have this USB, is the food any better? No. Oh, you mean the conventional? No, I'm only going to organic farmers with this. That's right. So, so I've <laughs> been spending, you know, the people who are, are hearing about the 5G are already in our tribe. Yeah. The mass people of the world, are, or Europe's better than we are, are, are not even close to understanding this. And the farmers, I'd rather see them stop tilling, stop spraying. And, but once again, this is a long, no pun intended, a long road to hope. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was really interesting because we had that video. You explained that. Can you go a little bit in more detail what happens when you till the soil versus the process that you're doing? Yeah, and, and I think Philip mentioned this. If you look at the Midwest and during the Dust Bowl, if you go back and look at the history, you know, the topsoil is not regenerating because what we're doing is we're spraying. So every year they have to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So there's no soil, no thatch. It's just hard pan. So without chemicals and fertilizers, nothing grows. So the last article I watched, excuse me, uh, I read and then watched the video. They said within 10 years, unless we change, the Midwest will be a desert. Wow. Now, wow. is that true? I don't know. Well, but it's, it's not true. Sad. It's at least you look close at to soil true. samples. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just said it's sad if you look at the soil samples. There's no life to it. And that's the food we're eating. So over time, we now, if you look at any place in America, we're obese. We have... I never heard of anybody, but maybe one person in my life growing up that was allergic. Everybody's allergic. It was like, so everybody's on everything. We're taking all kinds of drugs nonstop. We're, we're not happy. We're not healthy. 
And the answer keeps seeing more pharmaceuticals, more vaccines, more this, more that. And we're going down this road and something's going to break. Yeah, it really well, is. Um, that, that's, a, that's a pretty scary, what you talked about the Midwest in 20 years. That's that's frightening. Ten. And that's a, that's a real wake up right there. That, well, it, I mean, if you just look at the current with, with the mandating of the vaccine, there's now real science that doesn't help. SARS based. And yet we're still making people get boosters if you work for the government or a police officer, a fireman, and you you can still catch it. And if it's SARS based, it's morphed what a thousand times since the original one. But we're still believing in it, and we're still allowing our government to do this. So, and you want them to change the food supply? That's why it's got to be tribal. Got to be small. Yeah, it totally has to be tribal. You know, um, and so I want to give you guys a visual about what happened to me with medication. So here I am um, as a bodybuilder. And then that smaller, the middle picture is me like a couple weeks later after they put me on medication. So I gained, you know, uh, actually over a hundred pounds. My mom had to go out to Nordstrom's and get me a, a sweatsuit, the largest one she could find because like I didn't have any clothes to wear. Um, and I did that because my brain stopped functioning and didn't know how to turn off, uh, my appetite. And, you know, you don't just go from like 125 pounds to 235 pounds and, um, not have something not function in your brain. Right. Um, so this is what's happening to the food that we're feeding, that we're growing our livestock. Like we're plumping them up. Like they plumped up me. Let that sink in for a moment. <laughs> really, just let that sink in. It's the exact same thing. Yes, it is. There's no difference. Thank you. I'm a cow. Moo. Stay fit, Jenny Moo. You know, so, but really, seriously, I was a cow. And, and, and that's why, can you, and I'm going to see if I can make this larger just because I don't know how, but let me just do this. I want to, I want people to see and I'm not like trying to be sexual here. This is science. Look at my chest. I'm a G people. Look at the difference here. That's not healthy. And that doesn't happen by accident. That happened by design by the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry. That's what that's about. And if and you you're, you're, you're no longer the exception to the rule. This is normal. This is the new normal. And we still don't do anything. We're not worried. We're just blindly going down this path. I always use the World War II analogy. It's just a star, David. It's just a train ride. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a work camp. And 6.5 million Jews walked to the work. Yes. Going, this is how it begins. Yes. I mean, they yes. almost walked me to my death. And I yep. decided this wasn't going to be how it's going to end. Sorry. And, it, and it's because you, you trusted the doctor, Joe. You trusted, you, you made the decisions, but you trusted uh, the medical community and uh, what they told you, that you were, they gave you more medications. One of the things they told you is you're going to be a harm to others because you've got uh, bipolar, you schizophrenic, and any other labels they put on you, which weren't true. But you believed it because you trusted people trust their doctors more than they trust their family. That's well, that been. is so true. And I'm, yes, and so here's the thing, Andrew. 
What did you just say? You said they told me I was going to be a harm to someone else if I didn't take these drugs. Does anybody notice the familiarity of the language? This happened 20 plus years ago. Anybody notice the language in here? Well, well sure. My mother told me that if I didn't take the vaccine, I was going to be a danger to others. And I said, how's that? Uh, if, if people wanted to do that for themselves and that makes them feel safer, that's their choice. But it's not going to make, I'm not going to make that choice. She even went to the extreme of saying, you're going to put your, your family members at risk. I said, you mean the family members I don't see who live in Ohio or, or, um, or Virginia? Yeah, those. I said, well, I don't, it's just people, people get programmed and they get fanatical about things. It's even, it gets to the point of irrationality. Yeah, well, you, your comment, Andrew, uh, I am a ferocious reader on all aspects of history and other, other topics. So is he, yeah. No, more people have died under the guise of moral greater good than anything else. Amen. And okay. I also want to say one other thing about that. So if you ever, um, gosh, oh, I have it right here. Hold on, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Here we go. Okay. Well, even going back to the whole core of what you do now, people How not to die. Yeah. So the number, you know, the biggest way that people die, um, in in like in terms of not not including wars, by medical doctors. That's the number one way that people die by medical doctors. Medical mistakes. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, I'm sorry, you were saying. Well, it's not a medical mistake. Could be a surgery room or could be the prescription, uh, could be uh, painkillers. It could be all kinds of things. Uh, but we go back to um, the, the foundation and the root. We've been told things the, about the jabs of why it's good for us, people telling us why it's good for us. When you look at nutrition, people, people have the assumption because they've been kind of fed that if you go to the grocery store and you buy food at the grocery store, you'll be healthy. And if you're full and you're not hungry, you'll be healthy. Um, not true. You got to do more research. And this is what this program and what Tony and his wife are trying to do for, for a small segment doing that they can. Well, then it takes people like Tony and his wife, Julie, right? One person at a time, everybody doing what they can and impacting and influencing those around them, you know, and with love and with compassion, share what's happening right because, the only way it works yeah so um this book though is a new york times bestseller by my uh, dr michael he's an md michael grieger um it was part of my holistic nutrition uh training and actually it is it says how not to die from and i don't even know how to pronounce this word itrogenic itrogenic causes or how not to die from doctors number one reason we will die Ninety seconds. So uh, I always end my shows with gratitude, right? You manifest anything you you want with gratitude, but um, but that's not why I do it, anyways, because I am grateful. And so let me just start uh, with you, Tony. Thank you for having Andrew and I at your farm to learn about the goodness that you're spreading. We are beyond grateful. That I can't even begin seconds. Andrew, thank you for all the work that you do to help uh, us educate the world and, and teach them one moment at a time. And to my girls 
who uh, are our supervisors for the show and everything else that we do. Thank you to all the listeners. Um, Teddy, June, first one on the show today. Thank you for that. Chris, uh, Julie, uh, Tony's wife, Julie Mirandino. Thank you for piping in and sharing the show today. We're so grateful. Philip, thank you for calling in and, and really educating us big time on, uh, on, you know, things that I just don't know about. So we'll get you and, um, your friend on the show, uh, Vietta, Mark Helverson, um, and, seconds. and, uh, yeah, let me, let me end with one thing. Yeah. 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 Um, as we discussed, everybody can make a difference. Not everyone can be a farmer like Tony, but everyone can go and find responsibly produced food. You can do that. You can, you can support people like Tony by buying products that are healthy for you. Yeah. Vote with your dollars. Right. And, um, and so, and then Naima just said, and then really the gratitude goes out to Naima Latif. This is our executive uh, producer. And um, Naima, thank you for making this show possible for us to air and to share the wisdom. And uh, we're just beyond grateful. So um, Tony, are there any other last words that you wanna share uh, before we uh, complete? No, I, I thank you for having me. I, I feel like my voice isn't heard much and you guys have let me not be crazy. I appreciate that. And when I see like-minded people who are willing to change their beliefs and willing to improve and change, I think it starts, like you said earlier, with the individual. And I'm praying and craving more individuals to go, this is insane. Let's let's try something different. So thank you. Yeah, God bless you. And um, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, it's quick, right? So when we spoke on the phone for the first time, we just knew we were kindred spirits we get this we get this fast and yeah we you know so if um and i'm just gonna say this so if if this is your gig call me <laughs> call tony right call andrew because um we we want to uh bring the community of like-minded individuals together so Agreed. all right so um I'm going to end the show with the uh, outro um, and please uh, let me just say this tune in next week. So we have next week, we have Michelle Froge. We're doing um, intuitive readings. Of course, that's all free. Um, after that, we have, um, we have a girlfriend of mine. She's a chiropractor, but she's far beyond a chiropractor. Her name is, um, her name is Casey Lapierre. She's an beautiful, intuitive, and she can do distant healing like I do. We also have Dr. Spencer coming back. He does remote healings as well. Um, we have such an amazing lineup of healers and educators on the show. Um, so please tune in. If you can't catch it live, you can always catch a replays on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Blog Talk, Podbean, anywhere that you can see a podcast, we are there. So um God bless you, everybody, and have a magnificent day. Thank you. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.